Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Christy. In this week's episode, we're talking about dealing with susceptibility. I know that can mean a few things, but this time we're talking about our weakened immune systems and what it means to have an autoimmune disease. Right, Christy? It means that your immune system is not not the best. It's not bad, but it's, it's not like the best it could be. It's a B plus. Like It's something that you can still be proud of, but it's not an A. And you know what? That's okay. It's not your fault. You have an autoimmune disease if you have type 1 diabetes. A lot of people, I think that's a really good distinction between type 1 and type 2 in itself is type 1 is an autoimmune disease. So, hey, you're born this way. It sucks. We're here for you. That's what Pancreas Pals is for. Um, But Christy wanted to especially bring this up because girl has been getting sick and sick and sick nonstop for like the last few months. I know. I just, I have not been able to get over a little bit of this cough and cold and somehow in all of this, you know, mama landed a UTI, a urinary tract infection. There it is. I'm not, it's on the airwaves. I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not thrilled about <laughs> it. It happens to the it best happens of us. To the best of yeah, us. And we're, Thank you. we're way more susceptible to it. I have a few fellow pancreatically challenged pals who are talking about, you know, chronic, like chronic, constant. It's chronic constant. It's a new word. Wow. Uh, constant. No, honestly, thank, thank goodness it's not chronic. But the reason I think it's important to bring up is that I'm lucky in that when I went to finally see my doctor, she was like, oh, this is the mildest form of everything. Like, here's a mild antibiotic. This is like a mild UTI. But she also was asking me questions that I easily could have been asking myself and done something about because like if I had maybe gone to her earlier, then maybe I could have avoided like a round of antibiotics altogether. And I mean, it's for three days. Like I'm, I'm literally already over it, but Blessed. The, the first couple of things that she asked me were like, all right, so how have you been feeling? And I said, well, not great. I've had a cold. So she's like, all right, so, you know, you're sick. Already, have you been paying more than usual? Already a weakened immune and system I, because you're already Already sick, a weakened yeah. autoimmune disease and an immune, you know, punch to the face in the cold. <laughs> Um, and she's like, well, did you notice you were peeing more than normal? And I mean, I'm, for lack of a better term, just a peer. I feel like I always, like, have to go to the bathroom. Water. It's good. I, I also drink, like, a sick amount of water. But, you know, I did realize, like, I was peeing a little bit more than normal. But I was like, oh, maybe that's because my numbers have been a little high, which was her next question. Like, all right, so you were sick. You were peeing more than usual. Have your numbers been a little off? And I was like, yeah, I guess they have been trending a little bit high. And this is someone who, you know, I have seen before. And the first couple of times I went to her, I was like, just to be so clear, I'm a type 1 diabetic. She's All of my doctors are just always calming me down. 
I know, um, I walk in, but I'm, she's like, just like, I'm like, I, siren, like, I am a type 1 diabetic. Before you do anything, let me tell everyone you. everyone know? Might as well get it, like, tattooed um, across my forehead at this point. I know. Whenever I go see a new doctor, it's, like, comical. I'm like, before we get started, I just need you to know. But, um, case in point, she was asking me these questions and just kind of raising her eyebrows at me, like, Christy, of course this happened, you know? And I think because of how mild everything was and, like, thank goodness the treatment was mild – if I had a strong immune system, in all likelihood, I probably wouldn't have needed anything. It would have been more of like a, you know. Drink some cranberry home, juice and. Yeah, home remedy it and get on with your day. Um, but yeah, because of the weakened immune system, thank you, type one. It's <laughs> just fun. something to be, it's just something to be aware of. Things that other people can be like, oh yeah, just take a cover up medicine and it'll pass. It really didn't pass on its own. It, my body does not function in a way that allows it to pass on its own. Um, in the words of my doctor, she said, think about it when you're sick and you start having these high numbers. The reason that you were so susceptible to a UTI at this time was because, you know, you're like what's in your body that should be fighting like the antibodies. They're like sugar coated, you know, and they can't <laughs> so think of them as just being sugar coated and they can't you know, fight their hardest. It's like how you feel after you like eat a bunch of candy. Like you're just, you can't really do very much. Yeah, you're, you know, you feel that high spike, but also it's important to note that, um, again, we are not doctors, so don't take, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, this We're is, just, this is also, this is also my specific, this is like a hot take. for instance, yeah, this is a hot yeah. take and it doesn't mean that we don't, think we know what we talk we're talking about because I don't know about you but I always think I know what I'm talking about regardless if I'm right or wrong my family hates me (laughs) for it but it's you know we we've been living with this so this is something that from experience that's coming from that this information is coming from and this actually what I'm about to say is from my doctor so shout out to Naomi Berry Diabetes Center in New York for uh, keeping me alive but apparently when and also if you're listening and this information is wrong I apologize, but apparently when your A1C... This is what we've been told. Yeah. We're not lying to you on um, purpose. Apparently when your A1C is above 8, you're way more susceptible to infections, and your body, since you know your blood sugar numbers have been running higher, you're more susceptible to infections and other issues, like health issues, and your immune system is even more compromised, if you will. Um, actually, that might have been told to me while I was studying abroad, now that I think about it, in London, and I had a doctor over there, because I had chronic sinusitis thanks to my high blood sugar numbers that would not go away when I was studying abroad back in 2015 in London and thank god for the NHS I got in right away to see a really great doctor national healthcare system shout out was your A1C over eight at the time it was over eight and I was overweight um, because I ate my way through Indian food and I had an amazing time in London let me tell you I have no regrets yeah yeah, that's also yeah. not to say that if you see one bad A1C that that's setting the tone right. like a one time my A1C was over 8 and now I'm doomed for life. Yeah, no. Not like, at all. It, was, it should just be a little bit of like a wake up call. It, I mean it was, but my doctor at the time, he was like I was still seeing a pediatrician at the time and I was I just turned 21 while I was studying abroad and I got back and I yeah, And you were also freshly diagnosed. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I think A1, A1C's for the Yeah. A1C's for the first couple of years, it is you know, maybe years is generous, but for the first couple of months, I was just like, you know what, as long as I'm living and breathing, oh, please. I just don't care. Stay, as long as I'm under eight, I'm happy. Like, I, it's like, I, no, I mean, you have, you have to think about it that way. As long as you are not like crazy high, I mean, I'm not saying don't shoot for that seven. Oh, that seven is I'm great. For that shoot six. for the seven. Like, are you kidding me? I'm like <laughs> trying, but I'm not killing myself over it. 
I will never I will never be a six. I am always You're shooting five tops. <laughs> oh my god, new diabetes. Let's stroke. hope not. <laughs> that was a good one. No, yes. I think seven will always be my goal. I think mostly just because that's how I was taught you can live a full, happy, yeah. healthy life at well. seven. So I'm not gonna torture myself to be anything else and like I usually end up just like a little bit over seven. But I think that's also if I didn't do that, I would be dead because I would be so low. Yeah. I mean the thing is You know, like when when I see a when I see a high number, I've kind of purposely done it because I know I'm gonna be walking around exactly. for a long time without access to food and, and again like you know what it also doesn't do great things for your weight to like constantly be stopping eat, to eat. Yeah. So like if I have to if I have to run over two hundred to like make it through a five K, aka today. I walked, let's be so clear. But, you know, <laughs> no. As lo- again, as long as I'm not, like, walking around at 350 all day, like, you know what, if I need to be 250 at some point during the day, to, like, to see that number come down perfectly on its own by the yeah, afternoon. it's important to realize, too, that we're only 23. This is a chronic illness. Everyone's comfortable at their own numbers. Whatever can get us through to 24, 25, 26, you know, the next years, whatever, that's what's important. As long as we're healthy and our doctors are okay with us, and this is true for all of our listeners, like... If you're at a 5.4 A1C and you are happy and living your fullest life, like that is amazing. Congrats to you. But if you're that is, ama- I will never be yeah, there. Yeah, if you're at a 10, like okay, you're on your way. Whatever. Like we're not here to judge. This is an accepting community. I was an I had an A1C of eight, I think six months ago. I just got it down to 7.7 because I have been stressed AF and also I really just love to run high when I'm nervous about exercising and stuff which is horrible and I do not recommend it but again if it's you know like my doctors are like for me for me this cold has been my challenge I just I need I need to get over like this last little like hump but also um, when I was on antibiotics for three days even though it was such a brief amount of time antibiotics have always just like been they've made my immune system just like question itself like it makes all of my numbers just seem fickle and like a trick because if I see a spike and I try to correct down for it, it'll plummet. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. It just makes everything so sensitive. Right. Like I'm all the more, I'm all the more sensitive to extra carbs. So if I have a few extra carbs, I'm like, Oh, like this won't really affect the bowls I just gave myself. Cause it's not that many carbs. Right. It'll affect it a lot. But as, then as soon as I correct, it won't bring me down to 100. It will bring me down to 50. Right. I mean, also, I think it's important to note and distinguish that Christy is, like, super on top of her. She does shots, insulin shots, and she doesn't have a continuous glucose monitor. And she has been living her best life with this. So, like, for you to say that you've been I do. Te- I definitely test, test more. I definitely test and, more often. And we definitely had an episode on that. Let me check which one to give a little shout-out so you guys can go back and listen. But it's it's important that, you know, whatever therapy you're using to manage, I don't want to say control, but manage your diabetes, you know, it, it varies and it varies on your level of anxiety in checking and stuff like that. So you don't want to over bolus when you're sick. Um, but it's it's hard not to. But a good thing to do, I was told by my general practitioner, so this is not an endocrinologist telling me this, is to load up on the vitamins. And I'm not talking about overdoing it, like I'm talking about a daily, some extra vitamin C here and there, especially when you're feeling the cold come on. It's, it's great to help boost your immune system because, again, our bodies have such a compromised immune system. I, I have a daily vitamin regimen, though, just kind of over the years. Um different things have been recommended like I've never been told like oh you should take like you need to or I haven't been told you need to take a daily probiotic but 
I do. Enough doctors have said, you know, it won't hurt that I just do it. Right. I take, I, I know I'm vitamin D deficient, so I always Me take too. my vitamin D in the morning. I have a fish oil pill. Wait, you're also, like, I just, we are the same person. Yeah, I mean, I living in Boston, I was always going to be vitamin D Living in New York. Like diabetic or not. Yeah, same. Living in New York, I literally don't see, my friends are visiting this weekend from Florida. Shout out to Ariella and Alex. Alex is actually a nurse, which makes me feel so much safer whenever she's here visiting. Hey. She's a nurse at the Mayo Clinic in the ICU unit, so she's like kind of a big deal. Shout out to you, Alex. Congrats. That's um, She also just got into Georgetown to c- pursue her PA degree, so she's about to be super professional. Moving on, super proud friend. And rich. Yeah, I know, right? And she's living in Jacksonville, so like... I hate you. Moving on. But basically what I'm saying is I forgot already what I was saying. But, oh, Ariella, my friend who's visiting from D.C., sees me every time she comes to New York. And it's like even after the summer like this. And I've seen her a few times. She looks at me up and down. She goes, you look so pale. And I'm like, yeah, because I sit in an office that doesn't necessarily have a window. I'm still bitter about it. And we, I, I leave in the morning when the sun's out. But it's, like, barely up, and then I come home when it's dark outside, and I maybe pop out for lunch if I have the time once every two weeks and see the light of day. Like, I bring my lunch, I sit in my office, I am pasty AF, and this is real, this is I don't. I don't lay out. I am anti-it. But, yeah, just what we were saying... Extra vitamins yeah, vitamin and whatnot. D helps with that. If you if you if you are a fellow pill person, not by choice, um, pill papa, pill papa. I just think it's a good idea, and I mean that's this certainly does not mean go out and get every pill on the market. Like talk to your doctor, consult your doctor, your nurse practitioner, anyone. Yeah, but it, but I think it is a good idea to specifically ask about it because if you're healthy and you know they don't have a reason to suggest something specific. I would ask, like, would it make sense for me to take, like, a daily multi... Right. What are those? Multivitamins? Multi, multi, they're just multivitamins. I think so. um, like, just, like, a daily thing. I mean, I have been recommended different things separately, so I take, like, five pills every morning. Um, yeah, doesn't sound well. I do, like, my multivitamin yeah, I mean, and my vitamin C and then my thyroid pill and my antidepressants to keep me anxiety free shout out bubbly i mean that's another important thing and that can also affect your immune system and is very susceptible as type ones to any form of depression and anxiety and i'm sure that's true for any type of chronic illness and i definitely want to have miriam on and talk to her about this again another shout out to miriam she just had her wisdom teeth out so we're praying for her over here i know a little nug which must be so hard with your blood sugar so i think that's definitely something i'd want to talk to her about um but, oh yeah, because you have to get you yeah. have to get like knocked out for that. I I would freak out. I had and be, my like, sinus someone surgery. Me the whole time. I had my sinus surgery two years ago, and that was only a year in with being type one. And they they were like, "Oh, we're gonna take your pumps off and monitor you intravenously." And this is like an ENT, and he's great. He's amazing. But I was like, "But my CGM and everything is so accurate." Like is there any way that we can keep me on my pump and insulin therapy so I won't have to go and like redo, you know, stay off my pump for however many hours after the surgery and all this and that. And he was like, I don't know, have your doctor call me. So like, it was like this whole thing and I was terrified and my numbers ended up being really fine. They, they were, they monitored it. I kept my pump on, my CGM on and they were great. But I, you know, they have you on like steroids and stuff to, to help swelling, to help all that type of stuff. And steroids really affect your blood sugars so it's really interesting. I'd love to hear Miriam's take on that. Anyways, moving on. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not necessarily susceptibility, but that's something else to think about. Anytime, you know, I, I almost said normal people, but that is absolutely the wrong thing to say. Um, non-pancreatically challenged people don't really have to think about that aspect of procedures, but it's something that we have to. So I mean, this disease infiltrates every part of our daily lives, but it doesn't have to be in a negative way. I mean, taking a multivitamin no, can be a good thing for anyone. Like I would recommend that for yeah, anyone. And it's, it's really what we're really just trying to preach here is awareness, you know, not dread awareness, because if you're also going to take this as, oh, my God, all these things I'm not doing or haven't thought about, certainly not. Um, a lot of what we have learned has been the result of us doing the wrong thing, i.e. me ignoring the fact that I was like paying 10 times more because I didn't feel like dealing with it. And then, you know, when I went to the doctor and she's asking me these basic questions, I like had to chuckle and then, you know, internally hit myself because come on, right. Christy, and- like, of, of course you're sick. You've been seeing like spiked numbers. Of course there was going to be a little bit of like an aftermath. And I mean, then of course I'm sitting there like punishing myself verbally. And she was just like, this happens. Like chill out. This is an ex- <laughs> this is an extra, this is an extra piece that we're going to wrap up in three days. But you know, yeah, you have to, you have to actively do something in three days. And if I had been more on the ball myself, then, you know, first of all, this wouldn't have happened, but also I wouldn't be able to share the lesson. And that's all this is. It's just us reminding you, be aware, don't worry, don't dread. But, you know, I think vitamins are good to get. And if you feel like you want to ask your doctor about it, go for it. They'll be able to give you a little bit of a clearer picture of what you need. Um, Maybe ask them before you get your blood work done so they know to look for certain things. But leave leave that up to the pros. But, I mean... I think it also says a lot if you even know enough to ask. A lot of doctors will be so, like, "Oh, wow, chill." Yeah, you, you know, did your research. You want to know? You know? You want to know about your vitamin D? Because also, um, a couple months ago, um, I also had a little bit of a cold. I just I know I feel like I don't get sick. I don't like six months. I don't get sick that often. I promise. I always but when get sick, I do. But I haven't been sick, which is not. Oh God, I know. I'm I get don't. Sick. I I know. Knock on wood. I tend not to get sick that often, but when I do, I get sick, like, not super seriously, but, like, it really does wipe me out. You know, I missed work for a week recently, like, I worked from home. I just, I could not, I was such a mixture of just nauseous and, like, head colds, and I could not face the train. You know, like, my office is lovely. I think, you know, my coworkers would have been more than happy to, like, get me water if I didn't want to get up, but... First of all, I don't want to take advantage of their kindness. And second of all, I didn't want to get them sick. And third of all, I could not face the train ride there. You know, it's just long enough that I think the commute there and back just would have wiped me out and I would have been useless yeah. the next day. So You got to keep your, you know. because you are, we are more susceptible as type ones, you got to keep, sometimes you got to baby yourself a little bit more. Like your recovery time is going to be a little bit longer and it's just it's okay and sometimes recovery turns into something else as it did for me recently yeah I mean this can happen to anyone but again we're more susceptible things happen we both like I don't know about you listener but listeners but we live in very populated areas like me walking down the street in New York I've had multiple people sneeze in my general direction and my I first of all my OCD kicks in and I'm like oh my god this is a nightmare one time a woman coughed directly into her hand. We were both holding the same pole on the tee. She coughed directly into it. It was like a moist cough. You could just tell. And then she put her hand directly on top of my hand. 
That's disgusting. On, on the like pole I'm to gonna, steady herself. I'm gonna one up you there a little bit and tell you about the time I was on the crosstown bus on my way to work and I saw a man lick the pole. He licked it. He looks like um, normal enough, not to stigmatize anyone, but he w- looks like he was like just chilling on his way to work. Looks around, turns his head both ways, licks the pole, and then continues to stand there. And I am like, maybe he likes nah. a challenge to his immune system. Maybe that's how you build it up. I don't know. I would not recommend it ever. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't try to do that ever. My, I feel like his tongue needs time. an acid peel. He needs a new layer of skin. That's Ugh. disgusting. I can't even i legitimately do not want to think about this so on that note <laughs> but i mean even that that's not necessarily being aware of your body but it's being aware of your surroundings yeah because and you, you know, we, know we need to you need to accept if you live if you take public transportation whether it's like the school bus to high school or the train on the way to work if you're on public transportation or you're, you're in a public space kind of at all which most of us are at some point during the day there are just germs out there and i think that's part of acknowledging susceptibility and just being aware is that those germs might affect you a little bit differently than they would with someone with a fully functioning immune system and you know it's a part of acknowledging and accepting and it doesn't mean it might not change in the future we've got a ton of new break breakthroughs in our future i can feel it it's going to happen some point sometime and this might not be a forever thing and if it is a forever thing at least you have a whole arsenal of tips and tricks that we like to kind of discuss here and we're so happy you joined us this week on pancreas palace fam yeah stay aware take care yeah stay aware take care let that be the hot take takeaway of the day <laughs> and stay tuned for next wow i can't speak anymore next week's episode we're going to talk about halloween it's going to be our halloween special Ooh, spooky that was nice that was spooky. That was my spooky voice, but honestly, I think I just embarrassed myself more than anything else. So that's spooky. Yeah, so. you sounded like a fr- you sounded like a friendly ghost. I think it's a nice note oh to end Hashtag Casper forever. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go now. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals on Facebook at pancreas pals pp, and check out our website pancreaspals.com, where we post all of our episodes as well as on iTunes where you can find us at pancreas pals and hopefully that's where you're listening to us on one of the two otherwise how did you get here we don't know but we're happy you came um thanks yeah so thanks for listening guys and we look forward to talking to you next week bye bye